He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast really quick, but I have two announcements and I'll keep them short. First is that the podcast has been nominated for a Shorties Award, which is out in London, and I'm super excited because we got nominated for the best use of social media, and the whole mission of the podcast has been really to educate and bring light to the hospitality industry in every shape and form of its amazing beauty and creative, Um, so please follow the links in the description of this episode and vote for the podcast. I appreciate you guys so, so much. I'm really excited to also be attending the award show and the conference the next day. Um, announcement number two ties into anybody who's ever listened or supported the show in any form. I have started a Slick Talkers community where there'll be specific benefits for anyone who joins this private community. It is free, does not cost anything. Um, but what I want to do is build an interactive group of hospitality professionals in hotels, restaurants, vacation rentals, you name it. If you're in marketing, revenue management, operations, or if you're in the trenches, Join the group. I want to bring as much value as we can and, you know, tie everyone together as much as possible. I think it's such a unique experience that we can have. So with that, um, I will also put a link there. Go ahead and join and become a part of the group. And I'll be giving out like special content for anybody in the group, um, special promos for any sponsorships, um, all this type of stuff. There'll be exclusive content that only you guys will get to see. So go ahead and join and Thank you. I just thank you so much. So tune back into the episode right now. He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Yeah, I mean, really plain and simple. Do whatever you can to simplify your process and improve the guest experience, period. I mean, the, the, if you get those two things and dial them in really well, you'll be just fine. You'll grow your business and you'll do well because, you know, yeah, there's all kinds of components, right? Take care of your property, make your property owners happy, all those certain certain things. But at the core, I can make a property owner happy all day long. But if yeah. my process, if my process sucks and my guest experience sucks, I won't bring in bookings anyway. So it doesn't matter how many properties are in my portfolio. Yeah. Right. So remember, where's our profit center? Where's our business growing? It's, it's happening in what it costs us and how much time we have to put into running our business and how many customers we can acquire. So improve your process and improve your guest experiences, and you'll continue to win over and over and over. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. What's up, all my Slick Talkers? You are about to listen to the Vacation Rental Mastermind Series. I have sat down with some of the biggest experts in the vacation rental space all over the globe, and we created a 10-episode series where we dive in from how to be a host, how to maximize your property, how to manage a property from big management companies as well as technology and fraud protection for your guests and for yourself as a host and an owner slash investor. So tune in every week for the next 10 weeks to enjoy the Vacation Rental Mastermind Series on Slick Talk and check out every single guest that's going to be on the show on all social media platforms. Hey guys, for anyone at all interested in vacation rentals and the crazy growth that we've been seeing over the last few years, you need to listen up. As the world's leading provider of short-term rental data and analytics, AirDNA tracks the daily performance of over 10 million listings on Airbnb and Verbo in 80,000 global markets. Through a combination of machine learning algorithms and source data, AirDNA has revolutionized pricing, benchmarking, and investing in alternative accommodations. Whether you're a current host, property manager, real estate investor, or simply looking to get into the industry, AirDNA is the go-to resource for understanding and navigating short-term rental markets around the world. Most folks in the industry are already well aware of their tools, but if you haven't yet checked out MarketMinder, I can't recommend it enough. Subscribe to any city or neighborhood and you get access to interactive charts, a dynamic pricing tool showing high and low demand days, a thorough rundown on the competition, and much, much more. If you don't yet manage a property, you can type in any address in the world and see how much it would make as a short-term rental. Visit their website at airdna.co for more information. Again, that's airdna.co. He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you, you know, inviting me to run my mouth essentially <laughs> and uh, share the vision behind stay share and, and what we're creating. And man, I'm just excited. You know, I mean, you know, everybody's paths cross for a reason. You and I, sure. you know, had a lot of conversations here recently and I'm excited about what you guys are doing, what you're doing here on the podcast and all the different projects you have going on. And, you know, my passion, the same for my team. Um, you know, we were meeting this morning. We had a lot of these discussions is, you know, we really just want to empower people to really improve their experience you know, both professionally, but personally, you know, our, uh, obviously we'll dig into this, you know, Stacia is an amazing company and it's built, um, you know, a lot of products in our industry are obviously built with the focus of, for, you know, improving the provider's experience or improving the guest experience. Right. And they're sure. usually, they're usually pretty, um, static in one of those two verticals and, you know, but there are a handful of us out there like Stacia whose, whose focus is not only to make the providers better, but to truly improve the guest experience in the process. And so everybody wins in that instance. And so, you know, our, our drive, our vision, our attitude behind this thing is to really change travel um, and, and, and the experience on all sides. For sure. No, I love that. And so to give you know, the audience uh, a broader background, who are you? What's your background yeah. and experience? And then um, kind of the formation of the idea of Stayshare and the, like you said, the uniqueness it brings to both the provider and the guest, because like you said, this is super key, important factor. And this is called the mastermind series on slick talk. So we are yeah. you know, going to dive into the masterminds of the amazing things like Stacia. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. So, you know, I mean, if I, if I really want to give my background, we take the whole episode on that because I have the typical serial entrepreneur's resume. So it's this thing, this thing, this thing, but you know, over the years, um, I, I've generally been in a senior leadership role. Uh, in organizations, most of which I've either started or taken at an early stage with, with the idea of what I said a minute ago, creating something that improves people's lives or improves their experience. And so, um, you know, we want to want to create value. But my, you know, my background, um, and I joke about it all the time, you know, I went to college studying medicine. I thought I was going to be a doctor. And uh, 16 hours shy of that big certificate and degree and everything, I just said, peace, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, and that was the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, but it started in sales. Um, you know, and I think a, a lot of us who have learned to grow and build, you know, there's a component of sales, whether you've been a professional salesperson or not, this is definitely what we do. And I, you know, I jumped into sales. I'll never forget. I, I walked into a jewelry store to buy my uh, girlfriend at the time a gift because you know, that's what a good boyfriend does. And the lady behind the counter goes, you know, you should sell jewelry. And I'm like, no way. Like that's not happening. And two things went through my head. I didn't know that there were a lot of men selling jewelry. So it was a weird thing to me. Secondarily, I didn't want to wear a suit and tie every day. So I had this you know, deeper version to those things. But she looked at me and said, you know, and this, mind you, this is 20 something years ago. And she's like, I'll pay you $9 an hour in commission. And I was like, can I start tomorrow? And that foray uh, really just kind of changed the trajectory. And um, I spent all, about 17 years in the luxury jewelry business. And that took all kinds of different forms, you know, owning brick and mortar jewelry stores, um, you know, change of jewelry stores, managing some of the biggest jewelry stores, growing online businesses when e-commerce was really first coming online in the late 90s and uh, just scaling business, loved it um, and, and interspersed in all of that. You know, I got interested in different projects. I've owned all kinds of different companies over the years. I've kind of run all kinds of different organizations and, um, and, and had a great success a few years ago, made an exit out of a company and kind of jumped into business consulting. And this will give me a great foray into to why I'm in Stayshare today. Uh, during that time, I got recruited in um, to be in part of market growth and development for an ultra luxury vacation rental company here in the United States, um, which was a new industry to me. I was, I was usually the guest, not, not, yeah. not, not anybody on that side of it, and, uh, and, and started at that company, um, and a great company, um, but not, it wasn't, it wasn't the right fit for me uh, at the time. Um, I think because they, you know, the growth trajectory they were on was very limited scope of view, which has been perfect for them. They've got an unbelievably successful business. I think they're doing like 24 million a year in bookings and growth and um, just the incredible leadership there. Um, so I had, I had a limited tenure there. Um, but why that was so pivotal for me a few years ago is that I met my co-founder, our CEO, Ross Hansen, yeah. uh, during that time because he and I both took, took similar roles with the organization. He stayed with them longer. He and I just built a great friendship. Um, and you know, Ross is much more, I would say an expert in the industry than I, I maybe I will ever be. Um, but Ross is a thinker, you know, he's a, yeah. he's a thinker, he's a creator, he's a visionary. 
Um, and you know, I'm, I'm professionally run my mouth for a living. So, um, but you know, over the years we were back and forth on different projects. You know, he worked with some of the, some of the big, big guys in the industry, you know, the yeah. turnkeys, he was in the first 10 employees at companies like turnkey. He was in the early stages of companies with Devon stay and some of these. And so he lived in those pain points. We would talk about them a lot, have these discussions. And, um, you know, early last year he called me and said, I got this crazy idea that I don't want to share with you. And, you know, he shared the idea and instantly. I was like, Oh, this is great. You know, this yeah. is a fantastic idea. There's no question that this is good. You know, and of course I had to go back and say, okay, can I shift everything that's going on in my life, my professional career and jump into this, but it was a no brainer because I trust him. I trust the visionary process. We work well together and, you know, middle of last year, Stacia was born and we've been on this upward trajectory to grow. And, you know, one of the crazy things and I think anybody who's been in startup and anybody who's, who's headed towards, no matter what your level of success is, you know, and, and look, no matter if you head towards failure, when you bring a really great idea to life with passion behind it, it becomes evident. And I think one of the things that was a validation for me, and we'll talk about, you know, this as we go today and through the episode is, from the earliest stage of the idea, and obviously, um, with <laughs> with any early idea, you never know. But as you share those ideas, as you make things grow, we continuously had validation. People asking, "When can I get on? When can yeah. I join Stacker? When can I be a part of this?" From the early stage, and I remember those early pitches, and I'm like, "It's an idea. There's nothing to get on right now," you know. And and validating that, you know, and having some of the greats in the industry, you know, we, you know, one of our one of our advisors on our team is Andrew McConnell at Rinsit.com, and I mean, Andrew's just a powerhouse. He's a brilliant mind. Um, I can't say enough about Andrew's wisdom. You know, we 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 got pulled into conversations with guys like Carl Shepard. You know, and you think when you're in this industry, like, oh, you know, the co-founder of HomeAway, like, surely he doesn't care. You know, but he jumped in early on without any hesitation and said, love to give some input. And of course, he, he tore ideas apart, you know, that, yeah. and that's good. You know, mm -hmm. look, I remember one of the most pivotal moments in our growth and trajectory, which was both a, a refining moment for Wilson as we built this company. Um, but also one of the validations was when Carl Shepard said, said to both Ross and I, he said, I think you two need to go have a beer and think about this a little more. And I remember he didn't really say why. What he was saying is. I think I know where you're going and I like the idea. Let's get better at this and then work through it. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, one of the things was, you know, we're going to talk about masterclass. That's one of the things you have to do is you constantly have to be refining your idea. Yeah. You know, uh, innovating your product, being willing to move and change and grow and shift and, and adjust along the way. And, you know, as a new company, we've definitely done that a thousand times. Um, even this morning before you and I got on, that was, you know, one of the calls in development with my team this morning, looking at our software and looking at our development process and how we help brands grow is how do we shift this? How do we innovate this? How do we make ourselves different than anybody else? And also how do we make ourselves stronger and smarter as we go through the process? And so that's been, you know, our thing and, and Stayshare continues to, to strengthen and grow. And of course, what I'm hoping is even at this point, people are going, well, what the heck is Stacia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say from what I really loved, and I was one of those people, you know, right when I messaged Ross and wanted to get you guys on the series for the, the mastermind series yeah. is just that the, I think what I loved the most is that I could tell you guys were consumers first prior to the idea. Yes. So you guys yeah. have youth vacation rentals, you have booked and you can tell that right. because at the same time, how often, like I'll just use an example for, when I go yeah. to my National Guard weekends, right? Me right. and my buddies would sometimes split a hotel room. I would have right. to collect all the money. And it would, right. you know, Venmo, PayPal, whatever you want to use, right? But sometimes oh. people don't ship, you know, they won't send it or blah, blah, blah. Like all this other stuff happens. And it, was, right. and it was a problem that I didn't know was a problem because I was right. thinking on the consumer side. I wasn't thinking That's of right. a, a provider, kind of like what you guys are, are yeah. talking about. And so the... Like I said, it's just the overall uniqueness of it. And so for the overall discussion and the idea, let's talk about the uniqueness of the ability for splitting payments on how yeah. you guys developed this, uh, you know, and why is this a game changer in the industry? Because right. I think, like I said, it was a simple problem that I didn't think of was a problem, but it was. Yeah. And so yeah. let's just kind of dive into that. Yeah, you know, and I think that's, that was the thing. I mean, that was exactly like I told you, Ross called me, so I got this idea and he shares the idea. And instantaneously you go, well, no duh, right? Yeah. Of course we're going to do this, right? Yeah. And because, because here's the thing, just like you said, there are plenty of times in life where 
you're going, you know, the best example I have, this doesn't even have me travel. You know, I come from a big family and with four other siblings, you know, when it's time to buy mom and dad a, a Christmas present or an anniversary gift or birthday gift or whatever, you know, and, and my parents are awful to buy for. So, yeah. you know, we finally come up with a good idea. So there's no way one of, you know, I could be, I could be a jerk and go get the thing. Right. But instead you go, okay, we're all going to go into this thing. Everybody's going to pitch in. But even in family, you still run into this one tension is there's always somebody who's either slow or never does you know, participate. And things changed, obviously. We had the innovations of Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, you know, yeah. and, and Facebook Facebook Pay and all these things that have changed the game, right? Mm. And it's really interesting to me that in the actual purchase process in any product, not just the vacation industry, is that we've really been slow to implement that into actually purchasing services and products at the point of checkout, right? So it's still always left to, and we see this obviously in the vacation rental industry, right? Yeah. Somebody, it could be mom and dad, aunt, uncle, the siblings, friends, whatever. Somebody's usually responsible for making the booking. Somebody's responsible then for throwing down their credit card, debit card, whatever it is, and making that. And then on good faith, hoping everybody comes back and pays their portion. And invariably, if you're the guy who put his credit card down, yeah. at some point, you become the bill collector. Yep. So now you're the guy who's making the annoying phone calls, text messages, or whatever. It's like, dude, you owe me 200, 800, and 8,000. I don't know what the vacation costs you, but the point is, is that no matter what those, what the cost is, that's a pain point. And it's also a relational. I mean, look, we look at it this deep. I don't just look at it as enabling better payments and more revenue and all those things. Like when we talk about improving the experience for everybody involved, I mean, when I can make it easy for you to go through that financial process with less friction and less baggage on the back end, yeah. your relationship stays better. You know, your vacation's more enjoyable because you know, you're not three days into the vacation and half of you are sitting around and going, hey, that jerk over there still owes me like $600 for this vacation. I wonder if he's actually going to pay or if he's just here drinking my booze and hanging out at the cabin with me, yep. you know, like whatever it looks like. So, you know, we, we really saw, and that was the core component. Obviously, it's flowered out to a lot of things that really are the component of making sure the guest and the provider experience really grows. But the core component was how do we make payments easier and sharing the experience easier? Because what we know statistically is the largest growing group of travelers, especially in vacation rentals, are groups. Yeah. And it's younger people who are looking for that affordable luxury experience. Yeah. So they are booking these five, six, seven, ten bedroom luxury villas, you know, castles, whatever it is. And they're splitting that experience because, you know, we all love that idea. We all want that idea. You know, we want to go stay in our dream home somewhere. You know, even, you know, I live right here in Los Angeles and, you know, that's what happens a lot over here in the Hollywood Hills and Malibu places like that. You've got these homes and they're two, $3,000 a night, but they have six bedrooms. And all of a sudden you get six couples to go. That thing that's a couple thousand dollars a night isn't unattainable. Now, to make it easy for you to bring your friends in a place that you can guys can spread the cost, you still have the friction point of how do we handle the finances and how do we make the payment easier so everybody participates equally and shares the experience. Correct. No, I love that. And I think, like you said, it just, the guest experience is such like a geeky, nerdy thing that we talk about yeah. all the time on, you know, hotels, restaurants, vacation rentals, you name it. We always think about the guest experience, the guest experience, but then you have to think about on the merchant side as well, which I love that you guys provided, yeah. you know, the overall coverage on both is because now I, as the merchant doesn't have to worry about them telling me, well, so-and-so isn't paying me yet. So I can't afford to book it and blah, right. blah, blah. And then I have to be the hard ass, excuse my language, but that's right. saying, well, I'm sorry, That's I real. Have the booking. Yeah. And so, and right. I, yeah, I just think it's overall, like, like you said, in my generation, you know, the, the 25 right. something, maybe, you know, 20, 18, 19, um, age yeah. group is now able to do this in a simultaneous way. And like you said, they are, they are booking bigger places and splitting right. the costs because, right. you know, why pay a thousand dollars for yourself when you can have your best friends and you only pay a That's couple right. hundred bucks. And so, well, and, you know, and, and this lends to another, you know, a pain point in the industry on the provider side, but it also plays out to the consumer side, right? Yeah. I, I think a lot of providers in the vacation rental industry have had so much aversion to booking to groups, right? So even though they're excited to bring on a six bedroom villa that's on the cliffs in Malibu overlooking the beach, right? And it sounds really good. The minute a group booking shows up, there's a, there's, there's another level of friction that shows up, right? Like yeah. who's in my home, exactly. who's here, and how do I know that 
it, how do I know who's here? That's really the biggest question. You know, we saw this back around Thanksgiving right here in the LA area in Huntington Beach where, you know, you've got all these people, they book this thing and then the shooting occurs, right? Yeah. And you've got a registered guest. So how do you know who was really a part of this thing? And so we looked at it and said, okay, if I'm going to enable you to share payments and make this a group booking, then I also need to protect my providers. And so one of the, you know, one of those next layers for us is then allowing, allowing the providers to create a great guest experience at checkout so that you are actually capturing that guest data. So yeah. now you, in, in as much as possible, now you can't force people to tell you everything. So, you know, until we figure out how to manipulate people's behavior and subconsciously control what we want to get from them, yeah. you know, we can at least encourage and make it a lot easier for them to share. And so what we want to do is not only help them enable an easier way to pay and spread those payments, but when that happens, right, at checkout and when we go through that merchant services process as a payment processor, which is one of the core components, it's not really what we do, it's the core component of a, of a you know, the, the delivery vehicle that everything else we do sits inside of. But yeah. we do that for the, for the provider. We, get, we are hopefully capturing names, email addresses, phone numbers, additional payment information, addresses, ID verification, and those things for those additional guests. So as a provider and as, as a property manager, all of a sudden, some of those risks and liabilities and those intrepidations and fears that you have around groups can really be alleviated in that because now, and again, you know, you and I have talked about this, right? Yes. Somebody, you got an excessive cleaning fee in a property that you're managing. Now you don't have necessarily a credit card to go back to if you have to have to run an extra charge or someone else to track down for that charge. Now you might have three, four, five, six, ten. It you know depends on how the split occurs, but you have a little more coverage and protection for yourself as a provider to make sure that the integrity of the property that you're managing and overseeing for those homeowners mm -hmm. is very well taken care of. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think we. Um, this is a common theme throughout the series and throughout talking with other people on the show is we talk about, you know, guest experience, team experience, all this other stuff, and then it goes into trust, right? So right. you're now as either you're, you're uh, a host, a uh, vacation property manager, or yep. you are a investor where you are giving up your asset to be used for this type of feature, right? Yeah. And we, I don't think we talk about, you know, the, the, like you were giving the example, you know, that shooting in California, we don't talk about yeah. that, you know, this sounds all great. This does free up our lives. This gives us the freedom, the entrepreneurship feel to start this industry and be doing what we're doing. But then there's that trust, right? You have so right. many different factors that go into it. And, you know, there's fraud. There's so many people that like, especially with the rise of this industry, especially the vacation rental side, you know, there's people are getting sneaky, they're getting clever. Yeah. And then yeah. also, you know, people are just, too friendly sometimes. I think we're right. just, you know, we're all about, yes, the guest experience. Sometimes right. we let our guard down and things happen. So right. I think, you know, like you said, taking this extra step just adds, right. and it's, it's flawless, it's seamless in the way you guys integrated it with StayShare. But it also, like you said, I'm not going to lay my head down at night wondering what the hell is going on at that property? Why am right. I so nervous right now? Why is there, is there a group of 10 or is it a group of 25 or 500? You know, like, Right. Exactly. So it really goes into the ease well, of this industry. You know, and that's a big thing. And there, there are a lot of people, you know, I know there are great companies, you know, a, another great company out there that's obviously helping with one of those aspects of just awareness that's going on is noise aware, right? Yeah. They, you know, they're actually monitoring like, okay, you registered two guests, but I, I obviously throw in a party. We can hear it. Yeah. You know, or whatever yeah. By measuring, you know, decibel levels, it's such a unique yeah. aspect. Well, and, right? and you know, I know the other night there was a party next door to my house here, you know, that went on until 2.30 in the morning. Like, I mean, you know, th things happen. It is what it is. But like, that's the thing is that as an industry, and this is what I love, is that we're really starting to listen to each other and work together as far as creating products and solutions. Yeah. And, and here's, here's the, I think here is the, um, the one factor that often gets overlooked for the most part in this conversation is it's who, who are we actually set out to protect? Is it us as the provider or the guest? And in reality, it's the homeowner who's opened their home to this shared economy concept. Right. Yeah. And we know we're doing that because we have liability. Like we, you know, the only reason we end up having that conversation half the time, right. Is that we're afraid something's going to go wrong. And then we have a problem with the home. Mm -hmm. or we can get ahead of it and alleviate those stress and fear around that, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you referenced this a minute ago, but, you know, deeper under the cover of Stay Share 
you know, when you look at Stacia, obviously we're, we're sharing the guest experience and we're helping spread the liability, but it takes another step with us because we're doing full guest verification at the same time. Yeah. So now again, it's not guest verification on a guest, it's guest verification on all your guests. And as, as we've developed that and bringing it online, not only are we just coming back to go, okay, you know, the criminal, it's not just a criminal check, right? Like mm-hmm. we're looking at so many factors and coming in and giving this aggregate. We can look at your guests and we come in and go, Hey, these, this one guest or these 14 guests who booked your property, I think there's a low risk with this group that's coming in and you can make an assessment because you still have the right as a manager or as the homeowner, either way to deny that booking and cancel that request. Right. But, but how do you do that without the right information? Right. You know, we've even set up our software so that it's even, even more brilliant. We're not the only ones who are doing this. I, you know, this is not, you know, I'm certainly not reinventing the wheel. We've got great partners in helping do this as well, but like, there, there's obviously certain triggers, right? When you're doing those guest verifications, that we're able to go back and say, okay, these certain red flags will automatically cancel the booking, refund the money to the guest, and save you the possible risk of what could happen in that property. Yeah. And then the next level beyond guest verification for us that's coming on, you know, in quarter two, quarter three of 2020 is through that guest verification process, we're able to do a much better job of underwriting those liability and damage waiver insurances for the guests, for the homeowners, and for the providers. Yeah. All three parties, not one, not the other, right? And we're, we're able, because of our robust verification process, it allows us also to get better rates on that. So again, the guest experience and the provider are benefiting from the idea that those friction points of converting, converting a visitor to your website yeah. into an actual paying guest we're working to lower those friction points right so not only so 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 look at it this way Let, I'll, I'll give you a really beautiful picture of this whole thing right mm-hmm. we talk about split payments as the whole thing but when you stop and think about split payments let's say that you know you you did find that dream booking in there you know six of you who want to go in and book that and it's a three night stay but those three nights are three thousand dollars Mm-hmm. You know, and on average to the, to the, to the average, especially younger traveler generation right now, $3,000 is a huge chunk. Most people cannot, you know, they're not going to be able to do that. But when you take six guests in there and you split it, all of a sudden that vacation costs you $500, right? Yeah. And so our pricing engine also is a dynamic pricing engine. So when you look at it, you're not just seeing $3,000. Now you go, oh, it's only 500 bucks per person for me to go stay on the cliff in Malibu and enjoy three days on the beach in one of the most beautiful places in the world. I'm in, you know, and it, and it lowers that friction point. But the other part of being able to split all of these things and manage that guest data is not only are we splitting the rental itself, but we're splitting all of those external add-ons that go with it, whether it's the insurance, the cleaning fees, right? Or is it an early check-in or late checkout? You know, is it the additional experiences that you add to it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're then able to look at it. Do we want a maid to come in every day and clean, right? And, you know, one person may think about that, right? But then they look at it and go, okay, well, that's a $75 fee that day to have someone come in and just do the basic cleaning. But when you split it six ways, all of a sudden going to your buddies and going, hey, we all got to pitch in 12 bucks. Everybody goes, heck yeah, I'll pay $12, right? And so you change that experience and you're able to upsell because we're providers, I think, miss out so much is when they're not providing those additional services and experiences, because we know what the profit margins are as a provider, right? They're fairly limited profit margins on what you're able to to keep as a commission from that booking. But that changes when you're able to add on experiences and upsells to that booking, right? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, what happens if you actually have an engine? And see, this is the big thing in our experience engine that, that comes online later this year is, do you want to add the ski passes? because you're you know in park city utah or wherever right so you want to add three days of ski passes well three days of ski passes is no cheap thing to pull off right but the other thing is that when you are now becoming the broker and reseller as as that property manager for those service providers you negotiate a deal with them and we help our we help our partners do this with these these experiences we help them negotiate commissions that come back off of that Mm -hmm. so all of a sudden you know when somebody books an average you know three thousand dollar vacation rental somewhere say like park city utah Mm -hmm. they generally will spend the equivalent number of dollars in the experiences in that area so between ski lift tickets you know what you know what other type of services hikes snowmobile experiences whatever's going on you know in their winter experience in park city what happens if all of a sudden you're getting a a five to ten percent commission kickback on a three thousand dollar experience add-on 
now you've actually added an additional 20 to 50% revenue of your take that you would more than what you would have gotten on just your say 10 to 30% commission window against your booking rate on that property. 100%. So all of a sudden, and again, when you lower the friction point to allow multiple guests to participate financially in, in paying for those experiences, you don't have the problem of someone going, I, you know, I'm not putting another $3,000 on my credit card, yeah. you know, they are, or, or out of my bank account or however they look at it. Right. And so we, we really looked at it as we, again, make it easier for the guests to enjoy their vacation, to have fun with that and to share that experience with everyone else, but also allow you to provide better services and experiences to that guest. And everybody wins. It's, it's a lower point of entry for the guests to do the things they want to do the most. And it allows you to increase the revenue as the provider. So everybody wins in this scenario. Plus the other side is inside our scenario, um, in, in quarter two, quarter three, our, our group experience engine that's coming online allows you to collaboratively book that experience. So once you've made the booking, those add-on experiences, you can then share this back and forth with the other guests that you've added to your booking to yeah. say, hey, I found this pass. I found this experience. I found this opportunity. We can, uh, guess what? We've never thought about this before but we can actually hire a private chef one night to come in and make dinner for the six of us. It's yeah. a super expensive thing to do, but all of a sudden when six of you are splitting it, it's not that expensive and it's a cool thing to do. And now everybody goes, yeah, we and they can vote on it and do it together. And inside one of the, okay, so here's the really beautiful magic of what really happens to stay share is at the time you book, you have a living URL. And so in that, as a provider, you'll be able to always upsell those experiences and that same invoice that was pushed out to confirm the booking yeah. is another point of sale. It, it lives with that customer. So in the life cycle of what StayShare offers in its full suite is that life cycle of allowing you to continue to add on experiences and share that and collaborate with the other guests who are, are traveling with you and allows you to then to keep track of all that in one place. So again, as a property manager or provider, you know, you're able then to have a single point of worship to actually track your guest's full experience, right? Yeah. Um, and so, it, and it's awesome. And then, the, and then the icing on the cake on this whole thing is that we've enabled this whole thing for your guests to then share their experience, right? So yeah. we've enabled that sharing process so much easier and so much more intuitively. So they're sharing, whether they're sharing you to social media, they're sharing you to their friends and family. And when we do that, it also opens that referral. So now you can say, I, let me share my vacation. Somebody asks, it's easy for your guests to go back and go, well, I know where the link is. I used it 17 times on this vacation. I'll share it with you. And it's, when it goes to someone who's not a registered guest, it takes them right to the opportunity to book that same property mm -hmm. on your page with your brand. And what we've seen, you know, direct bookings for a long time have been anywhere from 15 to 25% of the market as a whole. Yeah. Because most people have jumped into big channel managers, right? Airbnb, Verbo, Booking.com, Expedia, whatever. But what we're seeing more and more as we enable this type of experience is that direct bookings are headed towards a 60% share of the market. And part of that is because the big channel managers have made a specialty out of booking one and two bedroom experiences, right? That's their bread and butter and they're really yeah. good at it. Everybody else on the private provider side is really building a strong market. The ones who are really knocking out of the park are providing these five, six, seven bedroom experiences in great locations. And um, they're really enabling that process. So we help you build your brand. We help you bring in more guests. We help you get exposure and, and really increase the revenue as a whole. And it, it, it is complex. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot of things. There's a lot of stuff going on here. But at the same time, the experience itself is, is almost frictionless. So it makes it really easy to achieve all these desires. I mean, we really do, you know, when you think about the value that StayShare can bring to a provider, um, you know, when you capture more than one guest data, right? I mean, yeah. that alone, you know, to be able to remarket and build your database and know who you can directly market to so you don't have to go through outside channels to get that booking and pay, pay those channel managers 15 to 25% of your booking right? All of a sudden your profit margins go up, right? But the other side of it is now you've got two, three, four, 500% more guest data. You have a, a two or three, four, 500% better chance of upsells and, and a repeat guest is the biggest thing, right? Guest yeah. conversion. Because yes, we know that a lot of times the default for most people is to go to those channel managers and find you. But once they find you, if you actually are effective at communicating and engaging with that guest and improving their experience, they're going to come back to you. They're not going back to Airbnb. 
because they know they get to Airbnb and they're a little overwhelmed. And you know, what, yeah. Do I really want to get on Airbnb and sort through two and a half million listings worldwide to try to figure out what the best experience is? Or do I want to go back to what the experience was that really changed the game for me and gave me a great vacation last year? 100%. And what I love about all of, you know, the whole thing that we just talked about, just that whole, like that was so much good information I, to break it down in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. What you guys have just done is broken down the barriers of entry. So yeah. there's you know, all these hoops, yeah. like you said, the big purchase of a $3,000 on one credit card. And then so by doing that, you've increased the purchase mindset. So now the guest is not seeing $3,000 a night. They're seeing 500. So now they're like, Oh, I have more room to spend. I can get these right. upsells. You can get these all in one spot. And then also while protecting all the providers and parties involved. So the guests, the homeowner and the management company or the host or whoever, right? So you've just now put the three pillars of success for pretty much the, like you said, the biggest goal is guest experience, increased revenue and protection. So you just right. now built this huge platform while also keeping all the info and tracking into one spot. So this is That's like, right. as my job as a property manager or a luxury vacation rental management company is to make sure that we have easy access to all this information. That's right. And yeah. I'm not chasing down five pieces of paper, 10 different email chains, a shared drive that barely has some information, but has most right. all this other stuff, right. That goes into it. And then yeah. like you just said at the end was just that it, I, uh, I get so excited, but the, the overall mindset has just changed. It's just, it's That's just, right. overall just That's right. And you know, the crazy thing is, is obviously our job is to deal with the complexity yeah. to make it easy for everybody. Right. It's easier for you as a provider. It's easier for the guest. It's yeah. easier for the homeowner. And that's it. You know, again, like the way we do insurance underwriting with our product and what's about to come online is, again, our policies are written to protect both the home or all three parties, the homeowner, yeah. the provider and the guests. And mm -hmm. so when we write those policies out and we issue those and, and I'll tell you, one of the cool caveats of what we're doing is our damage waiver insurance is, is almost double what this industry standard is, Yeah, you know, and we can issue larger policies for overall dwelling insurance and bodily injury insurance to the guests, because here's the deal. It's not a, they're not looking at the big price tag anymore. Now they look at it per guest. Mm -hmm. And we're able, we, and, and we really just discovered this yesterday. This is why I say it's coming on QT, Q2, Q3 this year, is that we have actually been able, which nobody else has done up to this point, to write multiple policies to those multiple guests to create an aggregate coverage for the whole property. So again, for the providers and for the homeowners more than anybody, that liability has now decreased drastically. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're getting to a point now, we, we know statistically 4% of vacation rentals actually experience any type of real claim yeah. in, in their booking cycle, unless you're, you know, in Panama city beach and you probably get a lot more claims and you're probably 30% out of the year, but you know, different markets have different realities, but we're also, we're also making it an easy place again for either the guest, the provider, the homeowner to put those claims in and make that claim in three minutes in the same place that they're managing the entire experience. Yep. So again, I don't have to go to a third party. I don't have to remember what that website is. I don't have to go outside and log in somewhere else and creating a, a unified experience that really improves the process for the whole industry mm. and for the general public. And when that happens, what, what we want to see is I, I truly do believe even, even the, some of our clients who are processing, you know, and they're, they're small. They may only have, say, 100 properties in their entire portfolio, but they're processing $25, $30 million a year in luxury bookings. I am very certain that this year as they engage with Stacia, we will see those providers see, see their revenue jump up uh, probably as much as 30% over yeah. the year. You know, and again, we're young. I'm not going to make major claims. Like, we know we will increase this. We know we will increase by how much. I think, again, like anything, we will find out how effective we will be in the long run. And the other determining factor is, as a provider, it's how well do you utilize yeah. and, and, and market to your customers what you actually provide? Because, you know, we still, it, because we are a young industry. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is even as a young industry, from a technology standpoint and an operational standpoint, it's like we've been operating for a hundred years and we get stuck in these old ways, but we're really, we're not that old. Like, yeah. I mean, now let, let's call this what it is too. Like I, I, 
used to live up in East Tennessee. I'm a Tennessee, I'm Tennessee born and raised, Southern as they get, right? And some people probably pick that up when they hear me talk. But um, when I was living in East Tennessee, I was right near the Bristol Motor Speedway, right? Mm -hmm. Like people have, for 30 years, have been doing vacation rentals up there during race times, right? You know, the beaches, we've been doing this, but, you know, real estate companies, we turned it into an industry in the last 10 years. And, and for the first time, we've surpassed bookings in private homes over hotel rooms worldwide, right? Yep. We've shifted an entire industry as a, as a juggernaut that's going to change things. And so now we really have to make sure that our experiences, our processes, our technology match the, the breadth of the market and make it a lot easier to support continued growth. Because if we don't do that, We'll look up in five years and we, you and I will now be sitting at the very top of the bell curve and ride the, you know, ride the hill down. Or we can continue to see this thing grow, which I believe is going to do drastically, you know, exponentially. But the more we grow, the more it requires our innovation. And it, it definitely, that innovation has to be driven towards the guest experience. 100%. Right? If we don't do that, it will not work. Well, I always say, and like for all the listeners that do listen to the show often will hear me say on multiple episodes on multiple different topics is that the hotel and the restaurant industry on that side of lodging, obviously vacation rental is in hospitality, but the hotel side is the slowest in my opinion to adapt to right. you know, to get this technology. The vacation rental side has been the quickest to grow in so little time in my That's opinion, right. because they are adapting. They are doing the shared economy. They're building a community of people that are like-minded and that will of course design and then come up with things like stay share iprac all these great you know noise aware all these great things that come into play right yeah that is where you say you know this economy this community this overall industry as a whole like you said we'll be sitting up at the top in the next five years while everyone else is still trying to pick up on what we've been doing and what's been innovated and what's been implemented yeah. and works well and you know, one of the, one of the wisest things, you know, so a big piece of my background and, you know, I'd share this with you. And I think as we talk about this mastermind series, you know, yeah. we can sit here and go into the nuances of products and we can go into the nuances of innovation. Right. But the reality is no matter what industry you're in, you're in customer service. 100%. And the biggest thing that we need to understand is that whether we're the property manager or the company owner or the property owner, whatever, whatever you want to look at it as mm. um, we are, if we don't have guests, if we don't have buyers, participating in what yeah. we provide we're dead you know and the thing that we have to remember and this is more true in travel than anything experience is is everything right but the thing that people want they don't want a product if you sell just a product you will find a terminal end and you will only grow so far but if you give people the desired outcome that they're looking for they will always be loyal and you will always see an increase so don't give people a product give them a desired outcome Right. Mm -hmm. So when you're marketing, you know, uh, uh, ultra luxury property, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but that's just the product. Yeah. What happens from, and like we say, stay share really is, it wants to be enabled in this place. Our tagline is we're here for you from booking request to return guest. Yep. So what happens is if that desired outcome and the experience is really good between those two endpoints, right. Then it creates a cycle. It doesn't create a moment. It doesn't create a single transaction. It creates a life cycle with the customer. It creates loyalty. It creates revenue and it creates growth for you as, as the company owner, provider, manager, whatever, to, to see exponential growth. So one of the biggest leadership principles that we can ever instill to anybody in any industry, but especially ours, is we have to quit selling products and start selling those desired outcomes. 100%. And those desired outcomes happen through experience, right? Because yeah. the experience is still just the product in, in its whole, right? It's how does that guest feel after the fact? How right. do they feel when they're asked about it? How do they respond to it? What comes out of their mouth? And, you know, advertising is something we pay for all the time, right? But marketing occurs when people talk about it, when they yeah. share it, you know, when, when they help us grow our brand. So I can buy ads all day long no big deal. You know, I've done it forever. I, I had a stint in the agency world. I was good at it. I knew how to buy ads, but they only work for so long. 100%. But when I share an experience and there's a story and there's a, a incredible opportunity to let people expand their view of life and their enjoyment with their family or their friends or whatever, when these things start to happen and they can do it with safety, security, and <clears throat> very little liability, 
they'll repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. Yeah. My, so, my biggest thing, oh, sorry to cut you off, but my biggest thing is, is when, when we're in this industry, right, we always talk about all these channels, right? Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com, Expedia. We talk about all these platforms that entails us to get guests at our property, whether yeah. it's a hotel, restaurant, or you know, vacation rental. But it's our job then to do what you just said from booking requests to returning guests. It's our job once they are on site, right. once they have seen the property online, it is our job to get them to stay and continue. Right. And then also, right. like you said, when you're doing this and you're doing it properly, you actually care. You actually want the experience to be well. You're, we could put people at the front, we could put robots at the front desk all day, all night, and people would probably still check in, but they're not gonna yeah. come back, I guarantee, in five years because right. there's no connection. Right. Well, and here's the thing, because experience, because what we've in, in the hotel industry is a great example of this, right? Hotels have definitely gotten nicer. There's no, yeah. no question about that. 100%. I mean, I, I was in, in Boston earlier this year and stayed, stayed in a Howard Johnson. Like, yeah. I can't remember the last time I even thought, oh, I'm going to book a Howard Johnson. Why would I stay at Howard Johnson? You know, other than if, you know, maybe something wasn't available or, you know, price points or whatever. Right. But, um, but it was like, it was really nice. Like it was a really nice hotel room. I did not expect that. It was yeah. just a last minute evening in Boston. And I just ended up staying there. You know, you walk out, but here's the thing. There was no experience. It was just a nice room. Yeah. So, you know, I can, yeah, sure. I've, and I've been all over the world. I've traveled to 91 countries. Okay. I've, I've seen a lot of things, you know, I remember I stayed in this hotel in Paris one time and it's funny. I, by luck, I booked this weird room in this weird hotel not far from the Eiffel Tower, right? And but out my window, I could see that see the Eiffel Tower. Like the view was fantastic. Yeah. The room was comfortable, but there was no experience in the hotel. And when I've been back to Paris, there's no loyalty to me to go back there. No. Had they provide, but however, there are places that I travel all the time. That I've got a, I've got a hotel in New York that is like a diamond in the rough, right? And and you know it's. New York always gets booked. Like it's not obviously not some hotel that's suffering. I know it's going to be there for the next 20 years as long as ownership doesn't change. Right. Yeah, yeah. But the experience they've always given me at that hotel is fantastic. So I'm loyal to it. I book there every time. And even when it's not convenient because it's on the lower East side of, of Manhattan. And sometimes I'm in town and I need to be in the upper West side most of the week, but I still go stay at that hotel because the experience that I have when I'm there, and so when we do that, we create it because the reality is in, in our consumer driven reality today, especially in the last 20 or 30 years with e-commerce changing the way that we interact in business, 100%. brand loyalty is, doesn't exist. And it will only exist when we give experience. You know, I, I was with a friend of mine here recently. We took his Audi in for service, right? And this is a big thing that we have to think about as leaders. We took the Audi in for service. It was, the, I think it was a 90,000 mile you know, service yeah. run or whatever, right? So flush and brake lines and all the typical things you would do at that stage. And I remember on the front grill, it's an Audi A5 convertible, beautiful car, great, great piece. And, and I get to drive it a lot, love it, right? Um, but on the front grill, the, the plastic grill piece wasn't bad. There was no major damage. There was just a crack in, you know, and, and it was there. It wasn't anything you really paid attention to. But the day that we picked the car up, I remember we both got in the car, we got, you know, I, I drove home with him and we got out of the car and he walks around and looks he goes they replaced the front end they didn't charge him for it they put a whole new plastic grill piece on the front end of that Audi and took care of him because they want their product represented with excellence yeah and they want the experience to be excellent to the customer right yeah. and the funny thing is that was one of those times I'm not brand loyal to a car never have been I've owned so many cars in my lifetime it's ridiculous I, for the first time I went I think the next time I buy a car I'm gonna buy an Audi because of that thing happening right there, because yeah. I saw what they did for the guests, right? So when we do that in our industry and we provide the right experiences and we do it in a way that the get feels so frictionless to the guests, we create loyalty, you know, and, and in, in the next year, I don't think it's going to happen until 2021, but we want a station. We want to enable a loyalty program. Yeah points program, right? So we want to enable you as a, as a property provider, right? To turn around and go, every time you share your, your stay here and help us share our brand and your social media and your audience and in and, and your places that no good money is actually going to get you. Like, of course we can all go buy Facebook ads, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but when your friend shares it, it, people pay attention, right? So we want to reward that because also in rewarding that, if I come back to him and say, you're gaining these points or these dollars towards your next thing, right? Or here's a discount code every time you do it, or whatever it is, right? They start to become loyal because they enjoyed their experience enough to share it. And now you're saying thank you, even when they're not there staying as your guest, right? And we want to create that process of, of really creating brand loyalty because that's the biggest thing that we have to do in our industry right now Yeah. Be because this industry was built on the channel management, right? The industry that we know today was built on the Airbnb. And there is no brand loyalty except the Airbnb. But mm -hmm. when it trickles down to those rentals that are actually occurring, there is no brand loyalty. And that's that's, that's how we innovate anything, right? That's how we grow. Now we've innovated, now we've grown, now we actually have a real industry around this idea. So the next, one of those next innovations that has to occur in our industry is that the property providers and the brands who are managing all of these listings need to start creating brand loyalty for themselves so that their market will continue to expand. 100%. Otherwise, the only, otherwise, the only way to expand is continue to sign properties. And the truth is, I've seen property managers who have 50 properties under management who make far more money than the guys who are managing 250 properties. And the difference is they gave the experiences and they're creating loyalty. And it's how you talk to the customer. Because the truth is you can't make a customer come to your website and book through you. You can't do it. Now you think you can. And now my marketing buddies are going to argue like crazy with me <laughs> on a statement like that, right? Buy your ads, be strategic, you know, all this stuff. That's fine. That's, but the truth is, at the end of the day, as a consumer, it's still true for me. Even what I know and being part of the industry, I still go to the thing that makes me feel like I'm going to have the experience I want to do. So once you have gotten that customer there, if they came to you through Airbnb or Verbal or Booking.com or whatever, make sure that once they started interacting with you in that booking process, it's so good that they no longer think about going back to those channel managers yeah. to book they come back to you every time and utilize that information. That's the big thing for us. That's why we're capturing that multi-guest data for you. We mm -hmm. want you to grow your database because the more you are talking about your brand and sharing it with people and tell the stories, here's the other thing. Now this has nothing to do with my product. We're giving you a lot of vehicles to give that experience. Let me give a big piece of wisdom to property providers out there. Capture and retell the stories of their guest experience over and over and over again. Because no matter how much you brag about your properties and your company, when a guest talks about it, people listen. And what I was just going to say too is that the overall, I guess, it just, it just gets to the point of when you are getting that loyalty, we tell our um, clients all the time with State Lux and a few other places is that people are like, oh, my Airbnb, my Airbnb, my Airbnb. And I tell them, stop saying that. Stop right. thinking that. It's right. great that you're on Airbnb, VRBO, right. whatever. It's great. But it's not right. your product. It is yours. Right. It's your destination. And then that's when I tell them, you know, the same thing that goes into what you just said is that. When you shift that mindset, you sell it differently and you sell it better because it's no longer an Airbnb. It's your property. It is your right. product. It is your yeah. destination that the guest is going to want. And then right. when it comes into what you just said, really the get the, the brand loyalty starts to form and you start yeah. to share the, like you just said, the right. experience as a whole new level. And it's a holy. Well, and let's not forget when you do that and when you give that experience and when you make it your brand, and that's the other thing, because you're right. The default is, oh, the Airbnb or whatever term we want to use on. It's the way we are now. Oh, just Google, right? Yeah, 100%. That's actually a great, that's a great example, though, because actually, you know, our industry needs to be paying attention. Google is starting to become a behemoth in the travel industry, right? Yep. You can book flights. You can book hotels. You can do a lot of stuff. Vacation rentals are about to come online. Dave and the team at Google Travel, they're about to innovate some of this. Yep. But the crazy thing and what I love about things like Google is that if you're building your brand and you do it effectively, and you're not relying just on the channel managers. You do a really good job with your own technology, your own websites, and your own branding, and building your own customer base. Then when somebody wants to, like they remember maybe the place they stay, right? And they know such and such castle or such and such beach house, right? Eventually, there's going to come to a place where when you Google it, Google is just going to pull up the booking engine that connects back to your website. And it's not going to drive you to the Airbnbs and the big channel managers. And granted, that makes, it does make Google a channel manager. But the point is, is that we now have a technology default when it comes to searching information to go straight to Google, right? Yep. So if you really are effective at building your brand and building your customer loyalty, they will Google you and find you and spend money with you, 100%. even if they don't remember your website. 
So remember, the more you expose, I mean, I, I've always said this from a brand perspective, right? If you make it memorable, right, and you make it repeatable, it will happen, um, you know, with, with in my consulting side. I used to talk about when, when my middle son was like three years old. He would stand, you know, back at the time we had, I don't know why we did this. I mean, it, it looked cool, right? But we had our big plasma TV on the low entertainment center. Well, when you have very young kids, it's a really bad idea because all I ever did was say, don't touch it. I'm wiping the screen. So fingerprints in the camera, right? But you don't realize how much people are observing what's happening and how you talk about yourself. And that was back when Subway was really blowing up their eat fresh commercial, right? Yeah. So, you know, everybody knows the jingle Subway, eat fresh, you know, and like, but I'll never forget riding in the car with him one day at three years old and he looks out the window, he passed the subway and he goes, look, dad, it's eat fresh. Mm -hmm. So remember that the more you give a memorable experiences and expose yourself to your guests and your potential customers, you have no idea when those little moments, like a three-year-old driving by yeah. and seeing your brand, they're going, there it is, you know? So it, it remember, and, and remember, this is the other thing, like we're just human beings, right? Um, we memorize things, we remember them. So the more they sit here, the more we repeat them and the more comfortable we come and the more comfort we give, the more loyalty we offer and the more action we take. 100%, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's yeah. just perfect the way to wrap it up. Um, for the ending of the, you know, concluding of this episode and yeah. the mastermind uh, behind, you know, stay share, what's the last like final words that you could say to anybody in the industry, whether host, manager, management company, investor, you name it, guest, you go for it. Really plain and simple, do whatever you can to simplify your process and improve the guest experience, period. I mean, th th if you get those two things and dial them in really well, you'll be just fine. You'll grow your business and you'll do well because, you know, yeah, there's all kinds of components, right? Take care of your property, make your property owners happy, all those certain, certain things. But at the core, I can make a property owner happy all day long. But if yeah. my process, if my process sucks and my guest experience sucks, I won't bring in book bookings anyway. So it doesn't matter how many properties are in my portfolio. Yeah. Right. So remember, where is our profit center? Where is our business growing? It's it's happening in what it costs us and how much time we have to put into running our business and how many customers we can acquire. So improve your process and improve your guest experiences, and you'll continue to win over and over and over. Amen. That's, that's perfect. I love it. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, thank you for being on the show and just thank you for just giving the depth and the knowledge. And of course, explaining what stay share is, you know, there's going to be a lots of uh, stay share info coming out from the channel of slick talk and all the other channels that we're talking about right now. Okay. Um, so I'm really pumped and excited to be working with you guys and just thank you for being on the show and taking the time. Hey, my pleasure, man. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you having these conversations and I'm honored just to be lumped in with a bunch of really amazing leaders in the industry, man. Like, uh, you know, the invitation to be part of this, you've got the guys from always aware and, and, and I crack and all these guys are going to be part of this, 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 especially this series that we're, we're working on right now. And, um, I'm honored because there are some brilliant men out there and I don't, I don't know that I fit in this stuff, but I, I do know how to talk about it. I'm happy to be here, but I, I you know, again, and I want to give a shout out just to, to say one last thing is yeah. I want to give a shout out to my team. You know, I can talk about all the amazing things that stay share, but, you know, the reality is if it weren't for the vision of, of our founder and CEO, Ross Hansen, if it wasn't for my CTO, Sanjeev Gautam, and, and the rest of the team that works for me, there would be no stay share and there would be no viability to do all the things we've been talking about doing. So without the team and with, without the vision behind it, there wouldn't be anything. And I hope that, you know, in each company as providers, as managers, as, as, as technology companies, we all look at that because nobody stands alone and nothing stays shared does happens without everybody else being involved in it. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm super honored and I appreciate what you do well. Of course, my pleasure. And, you know, kudos to you and your team and to what you guys are doing. I'm looking forward to just, like I said, this is such a game changer and such a, and such a fun way to, you know, broadcast the, the way, you know, that we don't, we see ads. Like I just want to, yeah. my last like little, mental note is that you know we see ads we see you know things and images and logos and brands all over the place um, right. the moment we wake up and look at our cell phones to the moment we go to bed and yeah. i just think you know getting to tell stories and have a personality that really shows is just huge and so thank you for just being a part of that so yeah man absolutely bro thank you all right well we'll talk soon and everybody thank you for listening to the vacation rental mastermind series on slick talk
Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.